feel a bit sport up in the Tav Emporium at the Gold Coast Turf Club. It's a lovely area and Steve Lyons is with me, the CEO of the Gold Coast Turf Club. Well, you've been waiting patiently, Steve, but it's, it looks magnificent, the grass here. Good morning to you. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Good. And Navesh Ramdani, are you a little bit less stressed now this has all come together, Navesh? Because it would be a... The recent months would be very stressful since Magic Millions Day. Yeah, look, Steve, uh, absolutely. Uh, it's been a really challenging uh, 18 months, but look, I'm really proud of where we've landed. Uh, we're in a good position heading into this weekend. Just have a look at the track. It's just in fantastic order. It is. What are some of those challenges you're making reference to? Obviously, you're dealing with weather as well, and there's a wet period around Magic Millions time when we, we finished on the grass. Yeah, look, absolutely. Challenges around construction. When you're um, working on a race course, there's going to be many. But uh, we've done really well. We've had a great team around us, uh, a large team, and uh, we've pulled together and we've made it work and really happy with the result. Bit of overtime involved? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When, uh, regardless, there's always uh, overtime and long hours when you're in this industry. But uh, when you have a result that you have, it certainly pays off. And Steve, of course, you, your wish came true with that weather situation. You desperately wanted rain some weeks ago and you got it? Yeah, they listened and uh, that was really important to us. But, uh, you know, Navesh points out something quite interesting there. You know, um, for us to operate um, over the last 12 months um, under such major construction... It is a credit to so many people that have worked on this project. I'm telling you now, when you're mixing horses and construction, it's always an interesting dynamic. And you know, credit to my team, the team at Racing Queensland, all the con contractors and BMD and their team, um, you know, for, for us to be able to continue to race. And we all understand the police had its knockers and whatnot, but this business has survived off that over carnival racing on poly we've had 3,000 people here every weekend right um so it's a credit to the teams that, mm. that that have been able to manage doing both things you know that's the alternative was to shut it down for a year and you would have destroyed a business so i'm delighted you know obviously with this result that we've, that we've been able to deliver on what this track looks like a lot of hard work gone in for 11 years you know started my chairman my board mr cook and uh, his team uh, 11 years ago trying to get this all together and we're delighted that we'll be able to deliver them the present at the end of the day and uh, just so many people involved over the many many years you know to the government uh, racing queensland as i mentioned before but uh, you know this team here we're we're not a big brigade of people at the gold coast turf club and uh, a lot of hard work's gone in to afford us the opportunity to race while we're doing this major construction. And no doubt participants, you know, it would have been challenging for them, as, as, as you said, but also they could see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're talking massive horse population, aren't we, here at the Gold Coast? Yeah, that's right, Steve. You know, over 500. Um, you know, our training fraternity would be, be massively patient with us and worked hard with us around, you know, us getting it together. We've helped them with the Bow Desert track and getting more trials out there. We've been able to afford them some subsidies to help out and once again got support out of the industry around that. But, uh, you know, we thank them for their patience and, you know, we're all going to end up with something that, you know, we're all extremely proud of and uh, tomorrow is a signature point in delivering some of those outcomes. And it just goes to show, doesn't it, as soon as we say grass, look at the nominations for this program and how it's shaped up tomorrow. Big fields and good quality horses right throughout the meeting. Yeah, it's a solid meeting. Uh, we always think we're going to get plenty. I think they all want to get a run in before the next couple of weeks <laughs> before we get in the carnival. But, uh, 
you know, they want to get the feel of it and have a look of it. But we've had a fair few over. Had you know some of the Queensland best jockeys right over it, and uh, everyone's delighted. Like the feedback today, it's been fantastic. Um, nonetheless, you know, there's weather, there's wind, there's rain, there's all these things that still occur. And uh, you know, when you're racing on racetracks made of grass, they always have some challenges mm. around them. And uh, as I say, the team has done a wonderful job, yeah. and what we've seen thus far is uh, simply outstanding. And we talked about the horse population. It's going to get bigger as well in the future with Train Tech that's going to open up that new stabling complex across the road from the Turf Club. Tell us about that. When do you think horses will... I know Paul Shale is very keen to get a big team in there as well, who used to be here working for Chris Waller. Yeah, that's right, Steve. Um, Paul's uh, signed up and uh, he'll have a team of 40 in there. Um, Train Tech is a $10 million project that we um, thought we had nothing else to do, so we'd do that at the same time as we do the track up. Um, we're also doing up our tab emporium at the moment as yeah. well. With fully, It'll be a fully digitised racetrack, which is we're the first in Queensland, certainly probably in Australia. Um, but Chain Tech, yeah, 300 horses in there in work. Uh, it's about three weeks off sort of completion day. We're waiting to build a ring road at the moment. And uh, needless to say, Twiggy, Paul, uh, Charlotte, we're the first trainer to move in. Last time you teased me about maybe a significant name, are you going to release that information to me just yet that might be have horses here at the Gold Coast? Oh, it hasn't signed on the bottom line, but when he does, I'll let you know. I have got a bit of goss for you. We, uh, we've uh, we've got Frankie Dettori here tomorrow for the first day on the grass, so he's not riding, but he's a guest of the club. Is he really? And, yeah, Frankie's here. And, uh, Can you convince with, him to take one ride? With, with Lee Freeman, and uh, they're here at a function. I don't think you want to do a ride. I think you'd rather just sit in the function and have a lovely afternoon, so we'll have Frankie with us. So Is there a chance like, he could ride, sit. though, over the coming weeks? What's his plan? Uh, I haven't caught up with him since... Uh, uh, we just arranged that, so we'll talk to him over the next few days. We're, uh, He's you know, huge. Like That's one of the biggest names in world racing. And the, if not the biggest. Is he going to retire? He, he said he was, but now they're saying he's having a change of heart. We'll need to get him on for an interview, Steve. How's that? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. vouch for what he's up to, but uh, we're excited to have him here with us. Yeah. Obviously, this land all around here is very, very sought after and, and very expensive as well. Has the Gold Coast Turf Club invested in some properties uh, to secure the future around the track? Yeah, we've spent uh, you know a lot of hard-earned money um, securing uh, 1.2 hectare or acres of hectares, I should say, these days down the bottom. Um, that's all part of our overarching uh, master plan. We've bought some more stabling here over the last couple of years, so we've invested heavily in our procurement of shoring up the future of the club, the future of the racetrack, and enveloping a master plan that. Uh, caters for both you know our entertainment plans and and residential and hotel plans but also the core business here is racing and that will be looked after uh, through thick and thin and uh, we need to make sure everyone's safe and the horses are looked after and that's all part of our overarching master plan um, the development we hope will be uh, approved probably mid next year early to mid next year and to turn soil probably uh, early 2025. We're working through that with Aquas at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I was just having a look at some of those photos again this morning. Uh, f- over 500 apartments ultimately here at the Gold Coast Turf Club. Yep. It's going to be called... Uh, Aquas are involved, are yeah, they? Yeah, it's called the Sunlight Precinct. Sunlight Precinct, yep. yeah. Uh, named after Sunlight, um, who uh, was part-owned by Tony Fung's wife, um, Loretta, um, so it's been called Sunlight since we started the project and uh, she went on to do wonderful things with group rate listed in group races so uh, we think we're up in that top echelon with our plans here and uh, 
some of the some of the work that they've done around the development approval aquas is just no, you know, second to none. It's world class. It's a world class facility. People want to live here. We've already got significant demand. Oh, look yeah. at how close. I could see surface paradise. It looks like I'd almost throw a rock on it. It's that close here to the turf club. Yeah, that's right, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, you know, biggest rooftop bar in Australia. Plus uh, restaurants and all that to go with that supermarkets. Yeah, 100% right. So if you think of, uh, you know, over at Broadbeach, the Oracle, it's something similar to that. But uh, probably about four times the size. Yeah, well, look, you know, yesterday we were just talking about Mooney Valley and what they're doing there. That's going to be massive. Uh, they've, they've done a deal with Host Plus, so they're going to shut the, t- the track down in a couple of seasons' time. I think 2025, Cox Plate might be run at Cranbourne um, for a period of time. And uh, all that development, and of course, Morfittville have done a deal with Host Plus as well. They've got units going up there. Rose Hill, they're talking about a sale there, um, you know. It's, it's just, uh, it has to be, of course, Rose Hill possibly could be sold. That was a, that was mooted yesterday. But it's all about revenue streams, isn't it? Making the most of your asset that you've got, which is in such a valuable location. Look, sustainability, long-term sustainability, mm. to be able to sustain ourselves without the needs of, uh, you know, inputs that uh, are outside our control. Um, you know, we know that this club will be long, longevity is, is, is in great, um, shape because of we doing these things. And, uh, you know, unfortunately clubs can't survive. These are not for profit clubs that, you know, can't survive just purely with the racing on board. Um, we are entertainment facilities. Um, but the core business, not to take our eyes off the ball, is uh, obviously racing horses, and uh, we love that. We love that industry. We love our racing fraternity, and they're all part of our overarching plans. Mm. Now, Vesh, just take me through this process. Um, the grass was grown away north of Brisbane. Can you take us through this process of this Kaikuyu grass? And there was really interesting DNA testing was there conducted on the Kaikuyu grass. Can you take me through all that? Yeah, look... Um for about two years prior to the selection of the turf, Racing Queensland had done various tests in conjunction with the Gold Coast Turf Club. The idea was to have the turf to be as close to what we had on the Gold Coast as possible. So there was multiple turf uh, samples taken from around the country and DNA tested. And the one they found was in Windsor in New South Wales. And from there, they, they took some plant material up to Caboolture and that's where they grew the 13 hectares of turf for the project. 13 hectares. That's right, yeah, 13. That's a damn lot of grass, isn't it? Uh, it certainly is. And, and when you look at this grass, it's, you know, the way it's responded and, and understanding that the three main criteria for the construction of this track was the camber, drainage, and irrigation. And we reused the old profile. We screened it on site, and we reused it. And you can see the grass is just thriving what is profile. the profile here? It's just soil. It's uh, the, the original uh, track profile that we had, uh, and it's just a great it's a it's a great soil for the for that grass. And we knew how well the Gold Coast Turf Club performed prior with racing week and week. It just didn't have uh, you know that that drainage and a good irrigation system. And the there was this negative camber on the outside third of the track, which needed to be taken away and be more consistent cross-fall. So we went with 4% canvas on the turn, one and a half in the straight. And you can see the results, uh, the feedback from the riders uh, who's ridden already, almost every one of them came back and said, it's such, a, it's such a pleasure to ride around the turns. So how much extra profile did you have to put in to make those canvas? Yeah, look, certainly in areas we had to raise the tracks. Um, the highest we went to was about 900 mils. 
so we've just had to pack the soil in to, to create that camber. And, yeah, look, the result, as you can see, is, is, is really good. The pattern will be fascinating, won't it? Uh, well, it, it will be slightly different to, to ride on to the previous track. Um, you know, there's, there's also some undulations around the track as well, and, and, and that was part of the design uh, for, for drainage. There's rises and falls, and look, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. Whilst it's exactly the same footprint of the old track, the shape of it has changed slightly. So yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the jockeys ride it tomorrow and, and into the future. And also, obviously, your irrigation, that's something you're just going to have to get used to, isn't it? That'll be different to previously. With, yeah. with the new draining system, I'm saying, with how For much sure. water you put yeah. and how much it runs away and that sort of thing. And that's the thing with the new track. You know, you, you basically, we're starting from scratch with everything, understanding going sticks, penetrometers, moisture levels, you know, different areas of the track. But so far, everything seems to be really consistent and we're pretty happy with how it's draining uh, and how it's performing to date. And... We've had to keep some irrigation up to it. It's been really warm. I was going to ask you, how much have you put on this week? Fifteen, but uh, and eleven and a half mils of rain for the week. But that's a little bit deceiving because last week we we had about fifty mils of rain. That's been knocked off our total. So in the last fortnight we had about sixty-five mils of rain, uh, fifty of which has been knocked off in the past seven da uh, days. But I've kept uh, fifteen mils of irrigation. Uh, up to this point for the week and I'll have a look at it this afternoon. I might just give it a light splash yep. and then we just leave it and uh, into tomorrow. Yeah, there's, a, there's a great cover of grass so that's the one thing that the feedback... It looks so lush. Like I wanted to run out and, and roll on it this there's, morning. There's great cushion. So <laughs> it does look really lush. How many times have you had to mow it for example? We're mowing it three times a week at the moment. Yeah. So it's, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's our task and uh, you can see in, in mowing it regularly just tightens it yeah. up. I think any tracks in Queensland in the future, it's got to be that Kai Q. It just has to be Kai Q. It just works. I mean, they've introduced it now at Eagle Farm because the cooch didn't work. And, of course, we had that sand profile. It was just the water was just raining away too quickly. And Doombin's been sort of the test of time. But it just works, that, that, that species. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, in fact, there was a very similar uh, grass between this and Doombin as well. So, you know, the, it's, it's one of those grasses that we know works. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Steve, just back to yourself um, in regards to the programming with this now. So we have this meeting. Let's hope everything goes off without a hitch. Hope the way it looks, it should. So then we go back to the poly for a few weeks, do we? Yeah, we have a couple of go two goes, at the, two more goes at the poly, then into the, the Aquas race day or the Tab Wave race day um, uh, the week before millions on grass, and they'll be in rail normal, true. Um, into millions rail true. Then we'll do a refurb, a, a very, uh, um, got a few things that we need to do just to finish off some pieces around, um, some sand slick grooving and just part of the whole program and process. And, uh, then we'll do 20 meetings on the grass between now and the middle of, um, or the end of June. So there's been robust discussions to say the least around, you know, what we should and shouldn't do. Um, but well, you don't want to overtax the track, Navesh, do you? Make that mistake, you know, just race, race on it too much, a brand new surface like this. And but but yeah, that's right, Steve, but also it's a racetrack and it's built to race horses on, so let's not get carried away with what its role is. Um, you know, we've got a climate down there that we understand very clearly, uh, which is different to most climates in any other racetrack in Queensland. We're right on the coast. The wind can be quite vicious. 
but the growth with the rain is just amazing. We, we, you know, if we run into an issue and there's a challenge, of course we'll um, address it, and you know, we, we're not we're not going to break it, um, so to speak. But uh, we do the 20 meetings up until the 31st of June. You know, we, we we we're not far off coming back to those 45 meetings on grassy use. So. Um, you know, the poly, as I said, it's played its role and a significant role in keeping the industry alive and going down here and keeping prize money going, keeping trainers, racing horses, doing lots of different things. And there are the naysayers, I get that. We totally understand it, but uh, it's played a significant role. Yeah, in there was just a history with that going. too, Steve, which talked about, like, um, we've had these cushion tracks, but they didn't work in the past. We had one at, they were okay. Uh, we had one at Toowoomba, which actually tore up and put the grass back down, which is a total waste of money. And then we had one at the Sunshine Coast as well. But everyone said this is a much superior surface to the previous cushion surfaces we had. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the industry has a lot, lots of long memories. <laughs> that's a sure. Oh, I don't forget no, the Toowoomba one. <laughs> There's no yeah. doubt. But, uh, you know, I think if you talk to anyone that's ridden internationally, it, worldwide these tracks are growing. They're getting bigger. There's more work going on them. In the UK, it's massive. Um, you know, the mob that did this track, Martin Collins, they're putting tracks in everywhere, New Zealand, you know, Italy, France, like everywhere these um, poly tracks are going in. So it is something that uh, we'll become accustomed to over time. Now, whether we race on it all the time or not, probably a different story, but uh, notwithstanding anyone that's ridden internationally, I talked to Michael Carl about this and... Uh, he he loves them. He thinks they're fantastic. So, you know, he's been around the traps and been overseas and ridden and uh, there is a future play. I think the other thing to say, our training statistics out of this track while we've been on the poly, going back onto grass somewhere, have been enormous. And the same happened when the Sunny Coast did theirs. Their, uh, their uh, strike rates became really good off the poly into grass else while they were doing the poly track up. Uh, yeah. While they were uh, training yeah, well, on that's the poly right, track, the poly up, track there. up there. Previously, the cushion. So just, Navesh, with those jump outs and trials, what, does it have a different sound when they're galloping on it? Was there any kickback in those particular gallops or anything like that? And how's the consolidation at the moment, the routing system with the Kaikuyu? Yeah, look, so... Obviously, when we when we first constructed the track, we had to consolidate the the soil so we could get the slits in. Uh, but we've had a really good verde drain program and aeration program, and you could see just the way the grass looks right now. You 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 know you'd barely tell it's been in the ground only six months. So well, it certainly is rooting deeper, and it's starting to move across laterally now. So that's what you want to see for a grass that's starting to mature. And, and we could see that right across the board. And, you know, you, you'd flat out be saying that that's only been in the ground six months. It, it really is. It's, it's well, it'd be awful timing if it was ready, like, at the start of winter or something like that, well, where it would be dormant. But it's just a perfect growing time now. Correct. And, the, uh, and we see that on the bee grass as well when we lay the turf. It's, it's only been in the ground f uh, for five weeks. And, and even that is just thriving under the conditions. So we've had the, the right temperature. The, the rainfalls come at the right time. And, you know, there's definitely deep roots. It's consolidating really well. And, uh, yeah, look, really happy with, with the, the, the surface. Coming back to your question about how it felt, well, it felt really good. The, you, could, you could tell there was, you know, cushion under the hoofs. It, it wasn't, you know, a loud, thunderous sound. Uh, and in saying that, there was, you know, hardly any kickback. It was just... You know, really scuff, it looked minimal scuff, on the video footage. Scuff marks, yeah. just scuff marks. And we have top-dressed the track a couple of times prior to using it. So there was a little bit of sand that was kicking, kicking out, but minimal. 
So and, and it's improved week on week from the feedback and, and from what we saw. So, you know, those are all good signs. Mm. And what about field capacity and all that sort of stuff in the future? Okay. So this, this week we obviously got the 12-horse fields, but we'll, we'll go back to normal field sizes when, we, when we're back in, uh, into our full swing of racing. So, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no change to any of that. The, sh the track, as I said, the shape and the size is still the, uh, sorry, the, size is still the, sh the same. So we'll just go back to normal field sizes. Excellent. The light footings, of course, Steve, uh, everyone's wondering about when that switch will return. Are we any closer to a, a rough date about that? Give the lights a good test? Yeah, we think we'll commission in probably April, Steve. Um, we've got uh, most of the footings down now. There's one or two more to go. Um, the poles will arrive you know, now and straight after millions, and uh, you'll see that action going up in sort of February. Um, to, to, with, within, within mind, a, a meeting again, soft launch again, uh, April into that uh, $2 million Magic Moons race at the end of May on a Friday night. Okay, and how many Friday nights in the future do you expect to have here at the, the Gold Coast Turf Club? Uh, you know, it's a debatable topic. Uh, we think somewhere around eight um, is about the right number. You know, the sunny coast and us, some options around there and doing um, sort of a, 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 an alternate program together. Um, but six to eight, I think, initially. And then, uh, you know, we need to be very mindful. Mooney Valley went 22 their first year and it, and it sort of, you know, became a, it was a bit tough for them at the end of it all. So, uh, you know, six to eight, we want to put on a show. We want to make things a little bit different here when we go under lights. What do you mean? Oh, we'll put a few light shows on and, and actually create a bit of theatre um, when people come down. So we're working through that at the moment. The actual lights have got some designs in them that you can follow horses around. You can do a whole range of different things. They're quite uh, uh, quite extravagant, so to speak. Yeah. But, uh, people certainly... There's about state of the art. Where the lights come from with the globes? Uh, I'm not sure whether the actual poles yeah. came from China and the globes, I think, the same. So okay. uh, they're on a on a boat on yeah. the way over here now. But all those people at the Gold Coast who can't get a unit, as we know, in, during the summer period, I mean, potentially, you know, there's so many people that could walk through the turnstiles here once the uh, night racing gets underway. For sure. And, and look, uh, you know, with these modern-day LED lighting, you you know, at a flick of a switch, you can turn them on and off and do all sorts of uh, designs with them. So really exciting, as Steve said, and what we got to... He's going to be fighting over the remote control of the lights yeah. by the sounds of it. <laughs> uh, look, it's... it's uh, and then you'll start to see after Magic Millions next year, we're going to be standing up the lights and it will change the landscape of the place, but that's all moving, you know, one step closer to the end product and, yeah. uh, and we, we're nearly there and it's really exciting. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like the Magic Millions, the timing of this, you know, with Magic Millions, everybody in racing is here, uh, wandering around in a, you know, a shirt and shorts and so on, and uh, big, biggest names in racing are all here, and they're all going to be seeing this, aren't they? Uh, the new course proper. It's just the timing of it's great. Yeah, look, it is. It's a, a great time of the year, and, and also, you know, the, what the Magic, uh, Magic Millions event has become over the years, it's just grown it in just leaps works, and as we say every year, it just works, doesn't it's it? It's a fantastic yeah, People bring their families up for the holidays, go to the sales, and everyone's happy. Definitely. You know? Yeah, that's right. It's a great brand, and uh, you know, we're proud to be associated with that team, and uh, they do a wonderful job. Um, that meeting that we have is, is, you know, next second to none in Australia. That's the way we see it. What sort of crowd do you expect in uh, next oh, year? Oh, look, you know, just at, at least over 20,000 for sure yeah. and, and hard and an honest 20,000. So, uh, 
Yeah, we know the bookings now. Most of the corporates is, well, the corporates are cooked completely. The restaurant's sold out in 13 seconds. Yeah. I'll see. Anything else before? We've got other guests, Toby Edmonds here and a few other guests, and we've got Peter Robel coming on. Anything you'd like to stress before we, we wrap it up with you this morning? Or any, any point you'd like to get across? Oh, look, Steve, I think, you know, I appreciate the, the, the time of the, the support of the media around this, but certainly... Um, this job's been the sum of the parts for many different people and I just want to extend our thank you out to, to everyone that's been involved. And, 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 you know, people in the infancy before we started years ago, you know, putting the case together, as I said, my board and, and that team and Brett and, and his executive, um, Brett Cook, um, it's been a long time coming. We're not there yet, but we're close. But I, I just want to extend a thank you out to everyone that's been involved in it. It's been uh, amazing, the team at Racing Queensland, the contractors, my team. There's been a lot, a lot of people involved. Sounds like in there's this. a lot of ambition with people involved with the club and they've got visions as well. You know, not, yeah, you, know right. you know what, not resting on your laurel, so to speak. No, no, we've got, uh, you know... Not a day goes by when we don't learn something, so we're continually well, learning, have an we continually mind. challenge ourselves. We, we, you know, our our mantra here is about continuous improvement. So when we're doing well, well how do we do better? Um, that's the challenge we put to each other every day of the week. And uh, I'm just fortunate. I work with some fantastic people, and the only. You know, the business looks good because we have good people in it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And Nivesh, just one final question before we let you go. So you started with the turf in the front straight. From when you started putting it down to finished it, how, how long did that process? Three, three months. Three months. Yep. And then, as I said, you know, from the time we put the first grass to the last grass, if you walk over it now, you wouldn't tell where we started and stopped. It's incredible, just isn't it? The, the growth in the last sort of two months has just been incredible. And, and you can see that right across the whole track. Yeah, what was what's more stressful when it was pouring uh, rain the night before a Doncaster or a Queen Elizabeth Stakes, or <laughs> working on this track over the past couple of months? Oh, it's hard. You it's always seem very calm and collected, but I reckon inside yeah. your mind to be constantly ticking over and absolutely yeah. like a duck on water. But uh, look, at the end of the day, you know, it's 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 um, you, you just got to deal with it as as it happens, and uh, they all equally as challenging and stressful as each other. And that's what life is. It's all about challenges and how you deal with it. Mm. Did you make the call to Navesh when you poached him from Sydney? Was it you that called him? He, he, we didn't poach him. He poached us. He, oh, he did wanted he? to come to that's us. That's not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, it was all part of our plan. Overarchingly, we wanted the right people doing the right things. And uh, it was, you know, as I said, don't underestimate. I think it's the, been the biggest project on any racetrack ever in the world at one point in time. Yeah, that's worldwide. That's not just you know Queensland, Australia. So. We need to have the right resources around us and, uh, you know, pivotally Navesh was part of that, Brownie and the, his team um, and a lot of other people. As Brownie used to be a steward. Thank God he... Uh, he saw the light. He saw no his doubt. calling, eh? He definitely saw the light. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Steve Lyons, the CEO of the Gold Coast Turf Club. Navesh from Dani. You better get out on the track. Obviously, you've got plenty to do. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. All the best. It's, uh, here we are in the Tab Emporium.